This episode of the Piano Sensei Way is taken from a live stream that we did on YouTube on summer income. We talked about how to maintain summer income because a lot of students want to take vacations or travel or they want a break, but also we talked about how to increase the income. I've got a slideshow, so be sure to check out the YouTube video. Um, I've got all the bullet points there and it might be helpful for you to see. Um, but yeah, just letting you know, this is from a live stream. So if I am saying things like talking about the chat or comments, that's because we were doing a live stream and interacting with the audience. And hopefully we'll do more of these in the future. But I hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome to the Piano Sensei Way. I am your host, Clinton Pratt, and I'm here to help you master the art of running a successful piano teaching studio. This is the first time I'm trying a live stream, so welcome everybody. And I thought, even if nobody shows up, it's okay because I'm still going to do the presentation, but it might be fun to have people ask questions or interact. So Jennifer Fox, hey, and Natalia, and Chima, welcome. So today we're going to be talking about summer income. I know this comes up a lot. I keep seeing it in the Facebook group. People say, what do you guys do for the summer? Because my students want to take the summer off for vacations or, you know, they want fewer lessons and then I lose all this income. And I totally understand. I've been there and it can be frustrating. So, you know, these are, these are the problems. Um, people have vacations, travel, activities. They want to take the summer off. Since they're off from school, they want a break from piano. That's one of my pet peeves when they say, oh, we just want a break. It's like, no, you're quitting. <laughs> and, you know, obviously then you lose money because you're teaching less and students take off. So, you know, they're not going to pay if they're not there. And, and so these are the, the problems with the summer income that I see. These are the problems, but I'm going to help you fix them. So do you want to maintain your income for the summer months? Do you want to increase your income for summer months? I know most of you probably just trying to maintain income and you think, well, how can I even increase it? I have trouble just maintaining it because, you know, students leave or take a break. Um, so not only maintain, but increase and still allow for student vacations and breaks. And this is my favorite, still have vacations and breaks in your schedule. Okay. So not only can you have breaks and vacations and you're, so you're teaching less and your students also have breaks and vacations, but then you actually earn more during the summer than you do during the year. Okay, and that's how it's been with me in my studio. I always make more in the summer than I do during the school year, yet I'm teaching less and I have vacations and breaks all throughout. So to maintain income, first, you basically need to do a flat monthly fee if you aren't already doing that. Okay, so it's the same amount every month all year round. 
and check out episode seven, which goes into detail, the way flat rate tuition minimizes stress. So there's a whole episode on that. So yeah, so you need to do a flat, flat monthly fee all year round. And then in the summer, you have a set number of lessons, but flexible scheduling. Okay, for my studio, it's six. Every student gets six lessons during like 11 or 12 weeks. So it's only, you know, half the time really. Also have a creative project, a fun recital, some kind of practice challenge, an ice cream party, etc. Because this gives incentive for students to stay because of course we're going to do it in the summer because at the end we have our such and such, right? For many years, we did this uh, multimedia recital at the end of the summer called Music Live, where students would play music along with videos or photos or dancing and lights. And it was this huge production. It was so much fun, but that's what we worked on in the summer. So if you took the summer off, then you couldn't do that. You know, everybody wanted to do that because it was so much fun. To increase income, you can offer additional lessons for additional fee. And this happens more often than you think, actually, because many of my students and probably yours, they want more than just whatever number of lessons you're offering. For example, like I said, in my studio, we do six lessons in the summer and that's over about 11 or 12 weeks. So some students, even adults or kids or whoever, they're around for more than just this, those six weeks. So they say, hey, can we take, you know, eight lessons or 10 lessons instead of the six? So of course the answer is yes. And then, you know, there's another fee because they're taking additional lessons. Um, you also, you could all, um, offer camps or workshops or other things. So they get their six lessons because they're just, you know, continuing to pay their monthly fee. Everything stays the same. They get their lessons, but Hey, do you want to come to this camp we're doing, you know, it's however much money, um, for this week long camp or, you know, every Monday for five weeks or whatever it is, or you have some kind of workshop. So those are other ideas for offering something besides the regular lessons. Okay. So they get their regular lessons as long as they're just continuing to pay the tuition, but then they can do something optional for an additional fee. So in my studio, pretty much everybody stays enrolled during the summer. So that it maintains the income and then several students take additional lessons. And then sometimes we have camps or workshops too. And by the way, if you have any questions or comments now, you know, just put that in the chat um, and I'll interrupt myself and answer or save it to the end or whatever. And it looks like we have about seven people watching. Yay. I, I just wanted at least one. So that's good. <laughs> okay. Um, so that's increasing income. Now, how do you do it? Well, like I said, with the flat rate, include summer months into the annual tuition. Okay. So don't make it a separate term or season or semester, you know, like, oh, now we're done. You know, we finished through May or June or whatever you do. So now are you going to sign up for summer? You need to, to stay enrolled. You know, don't make it like that. It's just ongoing enrollment. Always. We just assume 
people are going to stay enrolled for 20, 30 years, 40 years, 50 years, right? It's not sign up for this semester, sign up for this semester. Now, if you want, if you like doing that, um, you know, you can have terms if you have people like pay up front for a whole term or something. Um, but I found that if you just include it, you know, everything, it's just ongoing, then people don't think that it's separate and then they have a choice, right? I mean, of course they have a choice. We're not forcing them to take lessons, but you know, it's just psychological, like, oh, we're coming up to the end of the school year. You're enrolling for the summer, right? Like, no, just assume, you know, that, that they're continuing. Um, so include the summer months, don't make it separate. And then break, meaning if the students say, hey, I want a break, well, that really just means you're not enrolled. <clears throat> okay, so I have something in my policy that says, this isn't the exact wording, but um, there's no such thing as taking a break. You're either enrolled or you're not. Okay, so if you want a break, all right, that's your choice. You can hopefully decide to come back, but you're really just quitting. So you're not enrolled. So you lose your spot in the schedule. You'll have to re-enroll again. And in my studio, that means paying the deposit, which is a full month. So, you know, it's easier just to stay enrolled six summer lessons or however many it is you choose to offer, it doesn't necessarily mean once a week for six different weeks. It could be that you see a student twice a week or three weeks. You know, maybe they're gone for eight weeks in the summer or something. Okay, great. I'll see you three times in the first week of June. You can come three times a week and then three times when you come back or double the lesson length. Okay, if they're doing like 45 minute lessons, Say, hey, you come for 90 minutes twice, and then that's four, four lessons already. Let's see. Um, Jennifer said, I also offer summer video lessons. They can choose a camp session or a set of video lessons or for an extra cost, both. Oh, okay, I like that. I always have a handful to do that extra money. Yeah, that's actually, that's interesting. A camp session video lessons is good because you know you obviously you put some work into that but then the work is done so you're not actually like they're already done so they're getting the videos right that's cool um i will post the Streamyard link in the chat and anybody who wants to join you can come on camera if you want to make a comment or ask a question um at some point so the math Again, I go into de more detail in episode seven for flat rate, but um, count all the lessons for the school year and you're considering holidays and breaks, you know, so they're closed for winter break and spring break or whatever. And manipulate it so that all the days have the same number. So there's the same number of Monday lessons as Tuesdays and Wednesdays and Thursdays, etc. Then add the number of summer lessons that you're going to offer. In my case, it's six. So there you have the total number of lessons. Multiply by your rate, that's your annual tuition. Divide by 12, that's your monthly tuition. And that's it, it's easy. Some of you might ask, or some clients might ask, wait, we pay the same in the summer even though there's fewer lessons? Yes, but guess what? You pay the same in April when you had five lessons in one month. Do you wanna pay more in April and less 
in June? You could, but we just equal it out, right? So I know sometimes it's hard for people to understand. They feel like they're getting swindled or shortchanged when there's fewer lessons. But when there's more lessons, do they offer to pay more? Like, oh, wow, we have five lessons in April. Can I pay you more? No, of course they don't do that. They only complain when there's fewer. So just remind them, yes, it's fewer lessons in the summer, but it's all worked out for the whole year. So we had more in April. We had more in October, whatever. There were four in March. There were three in December. There was five in April, you know, there's two in June or whatever it is. Okay, now another option is divide the annual tuition by 10. So there's no payments for June and July or July and August. Okay, so if you think about it, if you do $100 a month for 12 months, that's $1,200. Well, you could do $120 a month for 10 months, it's also $1,200. So it's the same amount that they're paying, but if you squeeze it into 10 payments, then, you know, even though it's a higher rate, sometimes that's attractive to clients because the summer lessons are free. I mean, they're not really free, but they don't have to pay in the summer. It's like included, right? Um, warning, budget. Okay, so if you're not having the income for those two months, don't be surprised, right? Because <laughs> you planned it that way. So budget it out. Um, Jennifer said, just that thing. I highly recommend including summer choices into the annual tuition. Keep it simple. I divide my tuition in 10 payments. So by the time May rolls around, summer is already paid for. Yes, it's very good. Actually, Jennifer, I have a question about that. If you wanted to join and come on so we could talk about it for a second, that would be cool. Because I'm thinking... It's just easier for me to do every month, you know, that way people can enroll anytime, quit anytime, whatever, it kind of just all works out. Um, so yeah, my question is if it's 10 months, okay, and they, they join in April or May, and then, okay, well, they don't have to pay for summer, and then they quit, then they got all these lessons, I don't know. So that's, that's my question. Um, okay, live Q&A. So that was short, because I was hoping people would want to come on or ask questions or whatever. If not, I will make up my own questions and pretend to be somebody. Um, so if you want to ask any other questions or comments in the chat, or if anybody would like to come on, you just click the StreamYard link. Um, you don't have to show your face if you don't want, um, but then you could speak your question or comment. And I will go first. Actually, I think I asked already. Um, what if clients complain that there are fewer lessons in the summer? Right, and so just explain, well, we're not charging you more when there's more. Um, Jennifer says, I can join, not sure how. Oh, just click the StreamYard link, post it again, and then it'll tell you what to do. It's just joining a, you know, it's like joining a Zoom thing or a whatever. Oh, yay, there's Jennifer. <laughs> how are you? Good. Yes, and Jennifer is a expert too. I, I should have you on. So yeah, you're you're like a summer guru. So I'm glad you joined. Oh. <laughs> no, you're awesome. Um, so yeah, I, I I've thought about the ten payments thing. Um, so yeah, what 
what happens like if somebody enrolls in April or May? Like, how do you deal with that? Yeah. So if they say I have mine um, particular enrollment periods, hmm. but um, so that does help. But I would they would have to I would explain, you know, how the tuition work includes summer. And so they would just have to pay a little bit more that first month to account for whatever they, you know, missed. So the first month would be higher to account for, you know, the division of the payments. But then after that, it would be normal. But I never have anybody join in like in April or May. But oh, okay. if I did, um, I would probably just like that late and, you know, close to summer, I would probably just have them pay the full, some, you know, summer option separately. Right. Yeah. And then the next, and then the next summer. Then they yeah. Come. yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then the, I like your idea about the video lessons. Mm-hmm. Or you said camp or a set of video lessons. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's and that's cool. become pretty popular too. Yeah. So is it, um, tell us a little bit more about that. Like how many is it and is, is it catered to them or is it? For so everybody? I, I do it by levels. And so anybody in that level will get a particular set of video lessons. Um, so then I'm not constantly, you know, doing a million video lessons. <laughs> videos, but I'm a big advocate about reusing things. And so I have a history of past videos. And so then I kind of keep track of what year I did when, and then I can rotate videos. So that's a big time saver too. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And can they watch them at their own pace? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yep, totally on their own. And is there are there assignments or, you know, you ask them to give something back to you or, or you just, they just do Yeah. It. So summer is pretty much on, on your own type of type of thing, but I do have summer challenges that I weekly challenges that I do that are just scheduled out and they just go out to the kids and then I use practice space. And so they can, you know, put in the chat and share things in there, but it's not necessarily taking a lot of my time. You know, I'll just look at them and, and stuff, but it's not a lesson. It's not, right. you know, anything like that. Okay. Know. Yeah, that's good. And then since this whole topic is like, um, maintaining your income or increasing your income, mm -hmm. do you maintain your income at least? Yes. I, I always yeah. make more in the summer. Yeah. Yes. Yay. Yeah. I'm so happy. <laughs> I know. Cause it's, I know it's a struggle with a lot of teachers, you know, I'm sympathetic cause it's, I've been there and like, it's really depressing, you know, when yeah. you want to have an enjoyable summer and take a vacation or something. And you're like, Oh my gosh, I don't have any money because I'm not teaching. And right. You know, and then you have like a summer of struggle. It's like, that's sad. And I, yeah, I'm sympathetic. So yeah. Yeah. For sure. Um, Michael said, I've been doing summer like this for several years now. So easy. One time I had a complainer, and when I itemized their lessons, they actually had a larger balance to pay. Yeah. That's awesome. They were probably like, oh, okay, yeah, we'll keep doing it your way. Thanks, Michael. <laughs> I love that. That's great. Um, okay, let's see. Natalia said, it's a little difficult for me and my students due to having them practice for ABR. ABR. ABRSM exams with practical music theory 
any suggestions for that? Um, so you mean it's difficult having them practice? You mean you you want more lessons for them in the summer? Is that what you're saying? That's what I'm getting from it. Um, because they have to practice or they have, yeah, they're working on their exams. Um, yeah, well, I mean, you don't have to do fewer lessons in the summer. You might want to think about just um, like video coaching, um, like, you know, do you like the video lessons uh, where they're, where you have, you know, you're going through their exam piece and everything, and then have like an extra feature where if they want that extra coaching and then base it on what your schedule is, you know, that you want. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I'm curious when those exams are, if they are, they at the end of the summer or fall or yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Um, Nat Natalia, if you want to join the stream, you can, or just chat. Yeah. Okay. She says, Video lessons Video won't work. work. Yeah. Okay. Well, I don't know. I mean, you can. So, but yeah, I'm not sure if your question is how to still have lessons and progress with fewer lessons. Um, if that's your question, then don't have fewer lessons. Or if if it's you know they want vacations, but are also trying to prepare for an exam, and you know, I don't know. It's kind of catch 22 right if they want to prepare <laughs> for an exam and they need lessons then they can't be like oh but we're gonna take off for the summer so yeah it's really they gotta decide what they want i guess since you're on jennifer <laughs> do you have any other thoughts about summer income i think one of my um biggest things i hear from teachers one there's a, a bunch of things but <laughs> what uh one of the things is they're worried about how families are going to respond, especially if it's a big change, you know, that you haven't done before. And I think it's one of those things that you have to be confident in yourself and what you're offering because they're going to feed off of whatever, you know, you're giving. And so if you're excited and you're like, this is, this is going to be great. It's in your best interest and everything that they're going to feed off of that. But if you're hesitant, they're going to feed off of that. So you have to think of, you know, when you're ready to do whatever you're going to do, be ready and confident and excited about it. Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, sometimes I want to mention this too. I think we did this last summer. I had some different options. So instead of just, okay, you get six lessons, we had options of you can have three lessons and the camp, our camp was like four days during one week, I think two hours a day. So that was actually a really good deal because that's like eight hours of a camp. Mm -hmm. So just continue your normal payments and you have three lessons and a camp, or you could just do the camp. Or if you wanted to do all six lessons and the camp, then you pay it an extra fee like $99 or 150 I forget what it was mm -hmm. um, but that worked really well because some people just did the camp because then they basically had the rest of the their summer off from piano right yeah but we kept making the same money because that was just part of their fee 
um, or some people did the three lessons plus the camp. And then several people actually did both. So they paid a little extra. Yeah. Yeah. I used to, when I um, was younger, <laughs> I used to offer all sorts of different camp sessions mm -hmm. and subjects and stuff. And yeah. And so the more they would do, the more money that would come in. <laughs> right. But I've, I've, over the years, I've tried to simplify that. <laughs> right. Now I have other teachers at the studio too, right? So I didn't actually teach any of the camps. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, nice. <laughs> you're, do you have other teachers too, or mm -mm. just you? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Me. So yeah, if you're a solo teacher, yeah. You know, the more options you offer, like you're doing them all, you know, yeah. if you've got multiple teachers, it's nice because, you know, you can plan it and then pay the teachers a nice amount. And then you don't actually have to be there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. One other thing that I thought I'd mention too, is sometimes teachers, um, are hesitant to do like camps or something different where you're teaching less during the summer because they feel like the kids are going to forget everything that they've learned if you take too long of a break. But I've been doing this for so long, I have not really seen that to be the case. It's just, you know, and, and like, like I said, I do those, the summer challenges and stuff. So there's ways to get, you know, have them keep playing so I call, you know, summer's the time to play, play, you know, just play. Don't worry about, you know, practicing yeah. for a particular event or, you know, just enjoy. <laughs> so I think um, when you have that, they might actually play more, you know, than maybe before. Right. Yeah, that's a good point. I, I try to stress that too, like play yeah, it doesn't have to be like progress, you know. Mm -hmm. but sometimes they do progress, you know, or they get better at their pieces. Yeah. Um, I like to have my students keep a playlist. We call it, you know, two, three, four, five, six pieces, whatever that they've already learned and can play. And then they just keep playing it. Right. So yeah, they should be able to just on demand play something from their list, you know, like they're at a friend's house and they have a piano, like, Oh, just be able to play one of your things. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. And I, ha yeah, I haven't seen, too much where if they have less stuff or less lessons in the summer, then they come back and like, oh my gosh, they lost all this progress, you know? Yeah. It's, yeah. I mean, sometimes maybe a little bit, but who cares? It's fine. Like it's <laughs> right. It doesn't have to be like you're progressing at such and such rate constantly, consistently every week for your whole entire life, you know? Yeah. It's, yeah. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, cool. Okay. Natalia did say digital exams, they're on demand and with various pieces, it's hard to give them recordings, right? Okay. So forget the recordings, but then Michael asked her, are you saying it's difficult to have fewer lessons over the summer or charge flat rates each month? Yes. Mm. That's what I was curious about too. So yeah, Natalia, you can come on or answer that or not. And sorry if we were, if I didn't, yeah, I didn't answer your question, but. Yeah, she's in a perfect position to do if if she includes that summer, but do it at that flat tuition rate, you know, you're in a perfect position where they'll get the help that they need because it's included already in the tuition. Yeah, and for theory, because she mentioned they take practical and theory exams. So mm -hmm. I 
you could do video or something for theory because it's my understanding that depending on the level, like, oh, I have these students, they're taking such and such level theory, then they go through a, through a workbook or a course or whatever. So you could make those. I know it's like that for RCM because I do that one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, she said, I'm fine right. with the flat rate, just thinking about providing video for each of them. Yeah. Man. Well, maybe it won't work for video, but, um, and then, yeah, I, w I was anticipating somebody asking, um, I think like, is it Canada or maybe like Eastern U.S.? There are some regions where the mentality and the culture is totally like the summer is completely off, you know? Right. It is a vacation. And so right. they, you know. And if that's the case where like, because I have heard some teachers say, like, I really can't get hardly any of my students to do anything in the summer because they all go south or whatever it is. Yeah. So if that's the case, then just, I would say, plan your rates or whatever so that you earn enough during the other months that, yeah. that the summer income doesn't matter. Yeah. Right? Well, I have to say one of my first, I always do a before summer gets out session option for my camp. <laughs> and I have to say that one is one of my most popular sessions <laughs> before oh, school cool. even gets out. Yeah. <laughs> so where there's a, I'm always looking for the solutions of things. So where there's a problem, okay, there's, where's the solution? <laughs> yeah. Cause I'll have occasionally I have students that will go out of the country for the whole summer or as soon as school gets out, or I live in Arizona and it's hot. And so everybody just wants to ex escape. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I always try to find those. Okay. What's the solution? <laughs> yeah. How long have you been doing summers like this or, or was there a period where you struggled in the summer too? Um, when I first started like camps and I've been doing camps for 30 years now. Mm -hmm. So when I first started them, they were a separate, uh, they weren't like included in the tuition. It was a separate thing, but I would say that they need, and if they wanted to keep their spot in the fall, then they would need to do it. Um, and so there was always going to be that little parent or two that would test that. And every time they tested it, they realized that was a stupid mistake on their part because <laughs> then they would have to wait longer to get back in. Yeah. And so they learned not after the first time they learned not to do it. So that's how I used to do it before. Okay. But so basically you started camps when you started teaching then. I mean, yeah. Um, yeah. Almost. Okay. I, yeah. A few years after. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love it. Actually. I love the summer. Um, Cause yeah, I'm not stressed about the income and I, I have breaks and um, I do trainings and stuff too. Like I leave for a week for Eurythmics training and like, even though that's kind of work, it's fun, but you know, I don't have to worry about it. And um yeah like last year i i barely taught i was i was actually three weeks in colorado and oh nice um one week i don't know somewhere else oh and i went to nckp and yeah i was like are, are my students even gonna remember that they like are they gonna remember me because <laughs> <laughs> a lot of them did, a lot of them did the camp which was another teacher you know so they were uh -huh. still coming to the studio but yeah it was right that's yeah. funny. Okay, so you have to read Natalia's latest comment. That's oh, okay. a great idea, Natalia. <laughs> this one? Yeah, but yes, I yes. have a thought of make a camp for them in technique and artistic 
performance. Yes. Oh. <laughs> Evrika. What's Evrika? I read it kind of like a Eureka, Eureka. you know, like oh, a light bulb okay. moment. Yeah, like yeah, a yeah, light bulb yeah. moment thing. <laughs> yeah, and then Michael said, if you make a new policy in August or September to include summer in a flat rate plan, what does it look like when summer actually gets here? What if you are not using auto pay? Um, okay, let me think about that. If you make new policy in August or September, what does it look like when summer actually gets here? I'm not sure I know what you mean. What does it look like as far as people making payments or what? Yeah, I'm not sure if you can yeah, clarify. I'm not clear on that either. <clears throat> so yeah, you make a new policy. Um, so you do all the math, here's the tuition, and then when it comes to summer, yeah, they just keep paying the flat rate. Um, oh, what if you're not using auto pay? I don't think that matters. Well, they still have to pay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, oh, I should say too that since it's flexible scheduling, I do have to do a little bit of work as far as like they might not still be, you know, your Wednesdays, every Wednesday at five. Right. So there's a little bit of work of like, oh, okay, which weeks do you want or which weeks am I available? So I, I send out a form, you know, that just says like, tell me the, the weeks that you're gone. And then, you know, I schedule it. Um, otherwise, we just assume everyone's still at their same time. Um, and then I'll just tell them, well, I'm gone these weeks, so we're having lessons here, here, and here. And like I said, sometimes double the length or twice in one week or whatever for students who are really not around at all, they can still work, which is nice. I'm glad, Jennifer, you joined. I actually, <laughs> I had you on my list of like, have her on the show to talk about summer at some point. And then <laughs> people are already thinking about it. And this was kind of last minute. Um, so yeah, but secretly I did want you to talk about summer. So this, <laughs> this was fun. I wasn't going to ask you last minute, like, would you do it? But yeah, we could do a whole nother episode just on like camp ideas and stuff. Cause I know you have tons of those. So <laughs> cool. Okay. Well, awesome. uh, we will wrap up. Thanks for everybody for joining and commenting. Those of you who are involved and I'll, um, make this into an actual podcast too. So, um, take care. This has been the piano sensei way. <laughs>